With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Sports Walk is back. Watch season three of Backpack Broadcasting's original web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans. The first two seasons and current season are available now for viewing on the Sports Walk YouTube channel and Facebook page. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy. Just take the Sports Walk. From the Gotham Podcast Studio, episode 93 of the Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here. What's up, man? 93. Jesus Christ. Who's that, 93 of these? It's only 93. I mean, There could it be 93 more. Only 93? It's only 93. It's just a number. Well, we did, all right, so we did 92, and there were a couple other episodes that we don't count, and then there's like a lost episode. <laughs> so it's really like 96. <laughs> It is like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing at the ones that don't count. Yeah. In the lost episode. Yeah. But, but whatever. Yeah, we don't need to count that one. There's there's somewhere. <laughs> the people who saw it uh or heard it or were there to record it. Hopefully they don't remember because they weren't listening to us by that time because that was a low that was very early. Yeah. Very early. But we're at ninety three. Ninety three. Lot to talk about. Um August Is there really? August sucks. No, nah, like, <laughs> I was about to get to that. August is a slow time for sports. Yeah. However, it's been a That's why we've been bi weekly this month. <laughs> yeah, but there's been an interesting it's been an interesting August. Mm. And sometimes it's nice to step back from stuff. And I feel like we are having the opportunity to talk about something today that mm. a lot of you have been talking about, but I thought from my perspective where I stood, I became uh exhausted from all this talk around this issue. I thought way too many people were talking too soon without knowing all the facts. Oh, come on. It's 2019. But that that annoys me. I'm so It annoys me too. I'm so over it. It annoys me because it's the norm and because we allow it. But that's sort of where we are now, where as soon as something drops, everyone, and you've said this before when we've talked about Mm -hmm. it, everyone has to be the first one to say something. That's why everybody was freaking out when R.J. Barrett had a bad summer league game. It's so ridiculous. Like, we don't have to overreact to everything you you can sit back for a while analyze something come back with your opinion and really talk about it and i'm glad with what we're going to talk about that we didn't do a podcast immediately we didn't have to rush i got to sit back a little bit and see um you know what the landscape thing uh you know is to me here you know it just seems like i don't know everybody was just filling in gaps here without having the complete story information to things they're talking about. They don't have access to information, but they're like, I know this, I know this. It's, yeah. Now, if you're probably wondering, yeah. if you're wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, what's been a lot of the conversation in sports, uh, and you could also say hip-hop a little bit too because they kind of came together. Jay-Z uh, and his company, Rock Nation, signed a deal with the NFL to produce entertainment for events, including the Super Bowl halftime show, ensuring diverse acts for the show, and also, uh, they would amplify the league's Inspire Change initiative, uh, which, you know, they were supposed to be to be doing stuff with social injustice. This is what the league has done. You know me. I was, I've said this on this podcast. 
the Inspire Change Initiative from the NFL, and this will become a theme in the podcast. Yeah. I'm going to say this starting to start it off. Yeah. I don't trust the NFL. I haven't trusted the NFL. Right, there's no reason. To. I've been suspect on the NFL. Yeah. When they announced the Inspire Change Initiative, which I believe they were going to pump, I can't remember if it was eighty or ninety million dollars into it. I was like, mm, but how y'all going to do that? Because there was no plan. We'll come back to that again about how there's no plan mm-hmm. and that criticism of what I'm going to. So immediately when this was announced and there was this press conference, and I'm also going to say this to start off at this press conference, I thought it was a little disappointing that there were not. People who cover the NFL strongly um, that are there. I didn't see uh, my homegirl, Kimberly Martin. Mm-hmm. She wasn't there. Mm-hmm. We didn't see other people who cover the NFL on a regular basis. And I would like to say that probably was done by design. Um, there were some entertainment people there, of people course. around hip-hop who were there to ask questions. And no disrespect to them because some of them who were there I like. But uh, they're not going to come with the same perspective as some of the people who might cover the NFL on a daily basis, who might ask some tougher questions and also maybe minorities in this situation. Mm-hmm. Put that out there. Mm-hmm. People, the reaction you saw was, initially was, people were very upset that Jay got involved in this. Very, very upset. Upset to the point that some people are calling him a sellout. Yeah. I thought that was way too far. Yeah, I'm not, I, I you can't do that yet. I mean, it's, it's, it's entirely possible that it ends up being that way. But you, I, I can't leap to, I can't leap to that or any conclusion right now. That's interesting <laughs> because that's not. There's, I think there's other people like us that are on this, but there's people that um, immediately called him a sellout. This, he's always been about money. Yes, man. His first single was Dead President. His second <laughs> single was Can't Knock the Hustle. <laughs> I understand that, and y'all were rocking with that. Can't knock the hustle. Did he have another single first? Dead Presence was the first single. Well, off of uh, Reasonable Doubt, but didn't he have, like, a Lucy here, in, like, before that? Oh, like his Hawaiian Sophie stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, even, I, was, I was even thinking, considering that. Yeah, but, but whatever. But, so somebody was, this has kind of been people using lyrics and song titles as arguments for Jay always being this. Listen, they did the same thing when Freddie Gibbs got, quote, unquote, uh, a rape, you know, allegation, and uh, it turns out that. Did people really use his lyrics against him? Oh yeah, oh, I didn't. That I was in story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were like, "Oh, he definitely did it." Look at where he said, "I'm not going to repeat the lyric, but look at where he said this in the song." And as it turns out, he didn't even hug the girl. So people have said problematic lyrics. Not saying this to necessarily with Jay, but that doesn't necessarily mean that is what they do or everything in their lyrics is exactly what they're about. Especially when you're talking about songs from 20 years ago, 15 right. years ago. <laughs> but no, 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 no. But hold on. I and I, I will preface this by saying I'm a Jay Z fan. Uh, You're saying, yeah. I like Dead Presidents. I like Can't Knock the Hustle. I like that go getter, getting that money mentality. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. My problem here was with people who will definitely tout the fact that they love people who are proud capitalists, even though I say that's always problematic when you are a minority in this country. However, they'll tout that when they want to, but when it comes to somebody possibly, you carefully choose my words, possibly doing something against social injustice, Mm -hmm. then you don't get to be that. Please remember, there were people who were very upset that Colin Kaepernick had the the, the deal that he had had way before with Nike, before he started his social protest. When the ad came out recently, I think it was late last year in the fall, where they had an ad campaign with Colin Kaepernick, people were mad at Colin Kaepernick. Well, Colin Kaepernick, he's against the NFL, and how can he be getting uh, a check with Nike? One, the deal was done way before when he was playing. He had an advertisement deal with Nike. Yeah. Two, and I will say this, this applies to the Jay-Z thing. Where in the revolutionary handbook, folks, does it say you can't get money and also fight social injustice? Because it seems to be this unwritten rule that people have put out there. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. Again, Where's the revolutionary handbook, people, and where does it say you can't get money and also fight social justice? Because in this country, capitalistic country, one may actually argue you might need some of that money probably. to fight the social injustice. Although two things. I think one, people would say that Jay-Z probably doesn't need that money because he's Jay-Z after all. And two, the people that he's getting money with, the NFL, that, you know, that's kind it's of- It's problematic. A, yeah. No, no, no. But see, that's a fine and fair argument yeah and i'm gonna give a that's shot that's all i would say back to that especially yeah. when i listen to somebody like eric reed who's obviously in the middle of all of this yes and i hear him speak out against basically speak out against jay-z which 
as Shannon Sharp said, that's not really what you want because now everyone's losing, uh, everyone's losing sight of what the actual issue is. So I spoke with somebody who covers the NFL, and they were bringing that point up to me about Eric Reed speaking and saying that you know the the problem that they had with it is there's a bunch of hypocrisy around it, right? Like there are people who will criticize Jay. We'll dive a little bit more into that, as you said, for getting in bed with NFL. And I do think there's some criticism warranted there. Yeah. And I want to bring up something a friend brought to me that I thought was very enlightening about the criticism. We also don't, there. but uh, but to that point, uh, like yes, that's not you know that's not something that you don't uh, well that's something that criticize. you criticize. Yeah, that's something that you can criticize. But at the same time, we still don't know what's gonna happen. Right. With that. And that and like that, down the line, right? right. We don't, we don't know, know that Jay Z isn't going to change. Things. Right. We don't. Like, we we definitively don't. Right. Know, I think so. the people that are highly critical of it are not even looking at that they're just looking at the moment right now well that's how you know that's yeah. how 2019 works the people <laughs> not for me but the people that the person i was speaking to about this and they were talking about the hypocrisy on both sides which i actually agreed with was saying that hey i understand where eric reed is coming from and having a critical eye here yeah yeah but if you're eric reed and sure yeah we we love what you did you knelt with cap we support that blah 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 yo but you still getting a check from the nfl bro like, you're still getting paid from the NFL. Yeah. So you can say that Jay shouldn't work and take some money for the NFL, but you still are. So there is some level of hypocrisy there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Eric Reed shouldn't take a check. Right. Because Eric Reed still has to feed his family, and he can take that money and do a lot of good things in his community and fight social injustice. And I understand what Eric Reed is trying to do yeah. there. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. There's no revolutionary handbook. There's it, many different ways to fight. The powers that be. Is it different because Eric Reed is a football player after all? And the pinnacle of obviously professional football is the NFL, whereas Jay Z is stepping into waters that he's not really, you know, this isn't hip hop. Well maybe but, but maybe that's the thing, right? Maybe the thing is we as people don't need to why do we have these grand expectations for people who aren't really social activists? Like Jay has done some good work in social activism. He's done stuff. He's but he's pre- not Malcolm X. I, nor should, nor do I think he has to be. Right. Yeah. Right. Or nor do I think the way he has to attack something has to be the way Malcolm X attacked it. Yeah. Nor do I think it has to be the way Martin Luther King or anybody else or people who are on the grassroots fronts of the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. have to attack that. Right. Mm-hmm. There are many different ways to enact change. Some people are going to do it with money. Some people are going to do it with their voices. Some people are going to do it with taking the risk of the money. There's all different ways. But I think when the th- the thing that you were saying that Shannon Sharp said is. We've definitely become divided on this, well, th- and that's and, bothered me. And that's the problem, and that's I don't want to say that's what the NFL wants, although it probably is because now they get to I use— I don't think it's unfair to say that. But now they get to use Jay-Z as a shield, one. And two, now the conversation isn't about police brutality and Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. things like that. It's what side are you on, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed or Jay-Z and Jason Whitlock? And it shouldn't be—it should not, <laughs> but it should not be. This is not a sided thing. This is not— I think you're right in this becoming the conversation is what it's made it to be. This is not a side And thing. this is what always sort of happens, where people just lose oh. sight of where where the issue starts. None of where this is... The reason Colin Kaepernick kneeled three years ago, and I don't want to turn this into a no, 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 no. free Colin Kaepernick sort of podcast or whatever. We all know he should be in the NFL. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like you can't lose sight of where this really starts. And this is where things move too fast. People get, you know, so uninterested in things so quickly and they just want to focus on, you know, what's going on right now. Right now. And right yep. now there's a divide. If they're doing it with Kenny Stills and Brian Flores as well. Yep. You know what I mean? Where they're focusing on that, but it's like, yo, what why is Kenny Stills speaking out? Why is Eric Reed speaking out? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody wants to look at that. Now, uh, my my friend uh Crystal Garland, good listen, friend of the podcast, listens all the time. I had a conversation with her about this and she brought something up to me that I was like, oh man, like I, I, I see this and I thought it was an extremely fair critique of the situation. Hmm. And I don't want to say that she was necessarily being critical, but I think she was looking at something and being like, yo, I can see why people will criticize Jay in this way. And her point was that her concern was that could the wool be be pulling be excuse me, could the wool in this situation yeah. be pulled over Jay's eyes in the fact that he doesn't realize that he's getting played, and to use your word, being used as a shield and cover for the NFL. Yeah, maybe. Now, I think that's— I, but, but to be fair, we don't know the particulars of that deal. I mean, like, we've seen reports that he's going to control halftime and all those kind of things. Now we don't know. Now, here's the thing, Yeah, which 
and this was the, this is where she expounded upon it, and I felt was fair. She looked back and said, "This is a guy talking about Jay mm-hmm. who had a deal, one percent ownership in the Nets. And if you really look back at that deal, and I agree with her on this, the deal was kind of covered for the Nets, not the Nets really, but the Force Ratner Group, I should say, not the Brooklyn Nets." In the development that was supposed to be done for people who don't know around the Atlantic Yards, that's around the Brook, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. I'm speaking on this as, as somebody who actually covered this, yeah. okay, and actually went and talked to people, councilwomen, councilwoman Letitia James here in New York, mm-hmm. uh, form, former borough president Marty Markowitz. I did interviews for a paper on this story back in 2006, I believe. Uh, this was before this was coming here. There was a lot of concern. From people in the Fort Greene, Prospect Heights, uh, certain parts of Park Slope community as to how the development around the Barclays Center would be. Mm. They were promised a lot of housing. It was promised as usual when stadiums come in, jobs for people. There's a running joke on Twitter that says that Jay-Z sort of helped spark gentrification in that area. Yo, but it's a fair criticism and point, right? Yeah. And the thing, is, the thing is, in that area... People, Although it did start before that, but I mean, yeah, but that was one of the big booms of stuff coming yeah. to the area. And the high, now, if you look at some of the buildings and high rises around Barclays, Barclays Center that that came, you don't see people that look like you or I in it. Mm, and yeah. Jay being a part of it and him being this iconic rapper from Brooklyn, and you know, leading this whole grant, he was there for the groundbreaking and everything that went on with Barclays coming up and everything around it. It was a nice way for that group to put a black face in front of there and say, yo, this guy from Brooklyn is on board with this too. And this was, I'm relaying this stuff as it was relayed to me by my homegirl who said this. And she brought up this point and I was like, yo, that's fair. Like, because look, history could repeat itself. Yes. And I think, and that's why I say, I don't think she necessarily was attacking Jay, but her point was, but it's a fair observation. It was a fair observation that is rooted in history. And I think she was like, Hey, this is my concern. Could this be happening again? He kind of got used in the situation if you look back at historically. I'm not saying that there was nothing good. He helped the branding of the Brooklyn Nets. You remember the Hello Brooklyn t-shirts? Mm-hmm. He opened up the arena. Made them black and white so white. then it could be universally uh, you know, a thing. Thing. He opened up the arena. Yeah. He had seven shows open up the arena. I was at the second show. Yeah. I, I understand all this. But looking back on it historically, he was a face that made it seem to the black and brown folks in Brooklyn, in New York, they're like, yo, it's okay. Jay-Z's on board. There's going to be opportunities for us. If you look at the housing that went up, again, I will say this again. Yeah. And for people who are not from Brooklyn, listen to this podcast. The homes and stuff that were promised there weren't, one, weren't delivered on time. Mm. Two, they have not placed people that look like myself or Brian in those places. And if you try to get in those places, if you are, how do I say this? And I know I'm speaking from experience, too, because I tried to get a lottery to get into one of those uh, condos and homes in there, uh-huh. and I didn't win the lottery, and that's that's fine. But well, you live in a nice spot now. Oh, okay, I'm doing okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, Brian's went to my house because he did the yeah yeah episode coming up soon. We'll talk about that. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, and it's not, people that don't look like us. And when you look at what's happening in Fort Greene and Prospect Heights, these neighbors of Brooklyn, that spark gentrification was a whole other thing. And I think it's a fair concern uh-huh. if you were looking at Jay and saying, "Hey, man." You kind of been used by older white men with power and money before. And let me Is add this to happening that? again? Let me add to that. It was like seeing the quotes were one thing. But then when you look at the video, you know, him, Roger Goodell next to each other. And this is where I understand Eric Reed's frustration. When you sort of see it, it's worse than it actually reads. Like it sounds mm-hmm. worse. And then when you see it and, you know, they're kind of laughing up there and he's saying we're past kneeling. And I get why. Um, Eric Reed had an issue with that as well. No, I understand that because yeah. he was saying that you never knelt in the first place. Yeah. So yeah. how could you say? We're, how could you just come up here, you know, from the outside, so to speak, not being in the trenches and be like, "Oh, we're past kneeling." Like, who are you to say that? So I understand Eric Reed's side completely. I understand both sides completely, but I understand. I understand Eric Reed entirely. That to that point, let let me say this: I think that. Jay and Roger Goodell and all those them sitting up there and doing this deal. And my homegirl, Crystal, said this as well, too. I don't think they expected the backlash that they got from this in this kind of way. I also think in terms of Jay being ready for this, I think there was poor, poor media training in in, in this. Um, There was no proper answering of the questions. There was no plan. That's my issue with this that I'll say on on terms of I'm going to be critical of Jay-Z. I agree with my homegirl's point. But I also feel like 
this was my problem. If you're going to put your name and say that you're going to help with the Inspire Change Initiative, yeah. you got to let me know how. Yeah. And there weren't enough reporters there pressing that, number one, but that's a whole other problem. Because there was, as you, you pointed out, do they really care about that stuff? They didn't want the real reporters <laughs> in there doing that. I think you have to actually say what the plan is here. There was no plan. There was nothing said. Jay, if this is how all of this goes away. If Jay in that press conference had said, yo, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give money to the Black Lives Matter. We're going to get involved with these grassroots companies. We're going to do this. We're going to support players having their protests for social injustice. He literally could have outlined a plan. Mm -hmm. If he had just said those things, yo, we're probably not even talking about this on this podcast. But yeah, that, the problem and maybe, is and maybe Eric Reed is not as upset. Yes. Because, because I think he wants answers just like everyone else yeah, does. But that's a fair criticism, too. Yeah. Jay and the NFL, I'm going to put both of them, didn't outline any plan at all. Now, does that make Jay a sellout? No. There's been these reports and rumors that Jay could become an owner or part owner, et cetera, et cetera, and that's great, right? If that happens, that would actually be huge. So let's not act like that wouldn't be a huge thing yeah. if that ends up happening. Maybe you can't speak on that right now. I don't know. But to sit up in a press conference as both people and not have a plan, that's a bad job. And that's whoever is the publicist behind this or whatever – how you guys weren't ready for those questions or to answer that, that's awful. Another thing that I saw come up a lot was people uh, – I, I don't know if I want to call them like super informed people, but people – this was getting a lot of noise where people were upset that Colin Kaepernick took a deal to begin with. Like they were bringing that back where he took a check from the NFL, the, the settlement, and is not allowed to speak on it. So people are wondering – and we've seen numbers floated around. Is it $10 million, 5, 30, 60, whatever it is? I think the people that are bothered, I, th- I, th- I think it's kind of the same thing like Jay, right? The people that are bothered about that don't know. Like, I don't know what Colin Kaepernick, if Colin Kaepernick takes that money and he ended up winning. If money, I look at, money that's owed to him. Owed to him. Because he that that's basically the NFL covering their ass, admitting that, oh, you know, we blackballed you. And there was collusion. Yeah. So there, I don't understand why people are bringing that uh, back as a how is that, to Colin Kaepernick. How, or like how it was a loss. How is that not a win? Now, I would... I would like to hear from him more, and I guess as part of that deal, he's not allowed to sort of speak about it or speak about the NFL to some degree. So I hope he got a lot of money for that. But at but the same time— if that money goes to a social injustice causes and does and does great work and help and Colin Kaepernick sacrifices— Which he's been doing, right. by the way. So I wouldn't even mind if he kept that money. But he like, can do whatever he, he wants to do with his yeah, money, first of all. But he like he's done a lot already. I think, again, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. When you're doing things of social injustice, when you make a stand, when you boycott, when you do something, I think there's this ridiculous expectation that you can't also get money in the same time. Why? For all you out there, why do y'all believe that? Who said this? Again, where in the, show me the revolutionary handbook, and where does it say this? The people, it doesn't say the, that. The, but the expectations that people have out of celebrities, or just other people in general, are so... like You see how repulsed people get when there's like one scandal involving somebody on Twitter? Depends just on what kind of scandal. Though. One thing, uh, like we're just so judgy now, where just anything, anything that somebody's gonna sort of pick up is gonna be like the end of the world. I think people love. Remember when Kurt Rambis like porn on Twitter? And I was like, so what? I didn't even remember that. Didn't know that. That was really, <laughs> like why would you even discuss that? All right, hopefully I didn't just make that up. Uh, uh, because, now I got <laughs> There's people watching porn every day, so he liked a, a porn, a porn, a porn clip on Twitter. I mean, whatever. Hold on. Okay, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a female masturbation photo on his Twitter account. I was like, yo, you know what? He slipped up, pressed the like button. You know, he was getting down. It was very late at night. I remember being up and, like, this was going around on Twitter. Whatever. This was, like, three years ago. I'm not, I, I don't, I mean, like, okay. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, there's, I don't hold people to that high of a standard. <laughs> that's not even a, like certain people yeah i just i just don't i don't understand it we have these standards and i think people don't know where it came from i don't think people even recognize how much they further these things how much they they believe in these they things don't so hard. they I don't, really don't i think it's it's and i think people, especially because as a collective they're going to be very influential just because it's not just it's one voice but it's going to be transmitted through Hundred thousand or millions or thousands of people. Yeah. So to call Jay Z a sellout when we don't have all the facts, we don't know how it plays. Now, if Jay Z ends up doing these great things for social injustice, and and gets some money in the deal through it, and helps these initiatives, and becomes an event, maybe eventually becomes an owner, and becomes a seat at the table and in a, in a league that has no black owners, 
that would be huge. And gets rid of Maroon Five at halftime. You know what's funny? Enough. I Enough. I don't care about the halftime show. The way me neither. Other do. Me neither. I take a I shower during less. that. I, I take a shower. I don't. I, I don't even watch it. But I'm I saying. I don't care. Like some people do. But I might watch if if we uh, no more Maroon Five. All right. I like Maroon Five, man. What? Yeah. Yeah, did they perform well in the half? You know who else I liked that didn't have a great halftime show a couple years ago? I love Coldplay. Oh, they were going to say Katy Perry. They did not have a good- I mess with Coldplay. Yeah, but I did not like their halftime show. They they were not a good choice for Super Bowl. Oh, and this is another thing that people were bringing up because, you know, Jay-Z's supposed to be perfect as well, Uh, just like Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reid. Everybody's supposed to be perfect. So they were criticizing Jay-Z because they pulled up his receipts of, uh, you know, the sort of thing about Travis Scott not performing at the Super Bowl because- Jay-Z told him he shouldn't, and then a year later, this deal happens. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, just what I have to say to people, things change in a year, right? Like, things change in a day. It was like the other day. I do. I don't. I don't. Look, them being a little bit. I don't bit, know what the difference is. Them being a little bit suspect, like, I kind of understand that. But at the same time, I don't have all the information. I don't, I'm not that mad about it, right? Like Because I don't have all the information. I don't know. And... Yeah, I don't really have much thoughts on it. And that, like, yeah, somebody's actually newsflash. People can change your mind. Yeah. People people change their mind on things all the time. But people act like you have to be consistent to your beliefs, a hundred percent true. There's something I might have felt a certain way about last year that I don't feel that way this year. I don't understand why people are so amazed by that. Or you always have to stick to your guns. Or an opportunity that didn't present itself to you last year to do some actual good may present it to yourself now. Maybe that's the case with Jay. I don't know. Quite frankly, I don't really care that much. Yeah, me neither. I was as, as, as much as some other people do. Like, if Travis Scott was performing at halftime, I wouldn't watch that either. Any, no, either. no disrespect to Travis Scott. I just I don't just, care for the halftime show, the Super Bowl, which you know, for what a sport that I kind of watch. Look to, to wrap <laughs> this. Do I think the NFL is probably getting some kind of cover out of this on J? Maybe. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that, probably. That's, that's starting. Highly likely. You know why? Because here's the thing: more than people criticizing Jay, and this is the part I don't get. You can criticize Jay. I don't think Jay was prepared for that press conference. I think Jay should have outlined things that he was going to do in this partnership yeah. along the NFL. But you know what the bottom line is for me? I don't trust the NFL. Yeah. They have shown me to not to be they're not to be trusted. They've consistently dropped the balls and things. So if you're suspect with the NFL, I get it. You know who I trust a little bit more than NFL? Probably Jay-Z. Now, does that mean that Jay-Z can't have the wool pulled over his eyes for the NFL? No, I'm not saying he's past that. It's happened to him before, happened, as you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And that my homegirl mentioned, I thought it was a great point. And mm-hmm. I think more people need to talk about that. I think more people should also talk about the economics behind social change in this country and why maybe in certain situations people think they have to fix it with money, mm-hmm. right? Or why we are critical of people fixing it with money when we're fine with people using money to empower other things. But when it comes to social injustice, we're like, no, 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 no. You can't take the check and do that. That's maybe the real conversation we should be having, but yeah. nobody wants to really talk about that. And I think at the end of the day, if look, if they do make some sort of progress and Jay-Z's not just being used as a meat shield the entire time, and if in a year then from I'm now, credit. in a year from now, things sort of change. Because look, Eric, this is Eric Reed's point too, because he's one of these people at the forefront where he's saying that he's mad that not only that Jay-Z took a check, but that Malcolm Jenkins took a check and sold sold out, you know, the sort of players coalition that they had. And that's why he was mad at Malcolm Jenkins to begin with. Because I, they came to an agreement with the NFL, who, again, you said you don't trust, to sort of raise awareness for social justice causes. And I don't actually know what they're doing about that, only, by the way. But, right, because you know. they've never said anything about it, which is which is awful. <laughs> yeah. My only thing is I understand that. You can't raise Reed. awareness in silence. Yeah. <laughs> you can't raise awareness by simply just giving money to charity, which everybody does all the time, all the sports leagues do. Like, come on, right? Like, there's got to be more than well, that on the ground. We, we can have another discussion about whether and never while, mind. While, <laughs> while, I, while I understand Eric Reed's point, I also think, like the person I told to that covers the NFL, there's some hypocrisy yeah. when you are taking a check from those people, right? Like, y- you can't always have it both ways. Or, and, or maybe you can. Maybe you can still fight what you do and take your check and do it, but don't be mad at the other people taking the check because you're kind of doing the same thing. That's only my that's my that's my problem with that. Yeah. So that's it. But look, please, maybe we can do better in 2020, man. Stop 
We don't don't have to have everybody to be the first to a hot take. We don't have to jump. We don't have to say what things are. Yeah. This is what this person thinks who you don't know. Y'all don't know how Jay-Z thinks. Just live y'all lives, man. Y'all don't know anything. It's like what Dave Chappelle said happened in real life. Yeah. But people can't even enjoy the moments. Everything, everything has to be decided then. Like, please, man. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. Speaking of 2K20, did you get the demo? Nah, man, I don't do that. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) I Y'all try, stopped doing that. A I tried long it out the other. Ago. I tried it out the other day. Why? I never did. I've never done it. I've n- I don't get demos. So I used to be all about getting the demo. Nah, I never was, and I just tried it the other day because I had a, I had an hour. Here's you know what, what I don't understand. You and for you, you've already pre-ordered the game. Oh, I bought it already. You already bought like, it. I already paid it off. As soon as September so six, what, whatever what comes, is, what I'm does it matter? You gonna play it? Yeah, but you get to create your my player ahead of time. So I, <laughs> you get to lay the foundation right away, and oh, you know oh, some, something, okay. Dexter. Well, you're my player guy, so that's fine. Well, but you know, yeah. there's value in a few. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not knocking. You, but you, you know something, Dexter. There's something to be said in life to laying the foundation, right? It's very important at the start of something to sort of lay the foundation. Where are you going and build this? those grassroots, right? Where are so you I going just wanted to be two weeks ahead of schedule, so that I'm not struggling there trying to create my person a couple weeks from now. Uh, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh heavens! If you started on September 6th, yeah, because I didn't know what I was gonna do this year. You know what I mean? I you had figured it out. I'm I got sure. a lot of ideas, and I settled on I settled on a, a shooting guard who is a knockdown shooter. Because I've never I'm usually I'm usually either myself or I create a big man who's like a point is forward. He, is he Puerto Rican? Javier Delgado. Oh, I love it. I love it. There we go. I love it. Bring us some diversity. Javier Delgado, baby. The we go to the NBA. Oh, God. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna add a last name. Like you know how you see uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Right. I was gonna go Javier Delgado Rios, I love but I was that. like, I was like, well, I don't that's know. a strong Latino. Should name, I still man? do it? Should I still do it? You should. You should keep a strong <laughs> Delgado Latino Rios. Name. Delgado Rios, I love it. Yeah, I keep a strong Latino name. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. I think I'm gonna actually post. Uh, I'm a, this. This is something I'm gonna be doing this year, uh, starting soon. Well, this year, this season. Is uh not not only in that game, but when WWE comes out too, I'll start posting on YouTube, start streaming a little bit, post some clips, post some uh some 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 walkthrough type of stuff, some video game content essentially. I'd love to see this because I I've been wanting to do it for a while, and I've, now I have like the sort of headset to do it, and you know I got a little bit of a little bit of ideas. Okay, so I can run through. So I'm Two, gonna be doing that. Two K twenty. I'm excited. That's gonna get me so excited. Javi Delgado, baby. <laughs> Well, who's gonna be your pl- Who's gonna be your team in my GM? Um, I already got mine. I told you. Yeah. So, so full disclosure for this, Brian had me talk to me. This is months ago. We had a conversation about hmm. him going through uh, the my GM. Oh, and, and we w- talked about and, it here too. And, yeah, but I did. But I was thinking about what I was gonna do for this season because you were doing the Wizards last year, right? The Wizards. Tried, I tried the Wizards and I tried the Pistons. a team that we wanted to rebuild. The Wizards and the Pistons. I got my team this year. I got the Miami Heat. Bienvenido a Miami. You know what I'm saying? Um, we out here, Jimmy Butler. Uh, we out here, Bam. You know what I might? You know, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about a, t- a team I could rebuild. Or t- you know what would be interesting? I might be interested in taking the Raptors Ooh. and seeing what I can do with See them. If you could bring them back to the promised land. Yeah. That's interesting. I took the Miami Heat because they have a bad cap situation. The Knicks actually aren't a bad choice. Yo, but that's what I was gonna say. Is that that was my second choice? Yeah. Because the Knicks are actually rebuilding. The thing is. It's not going to be that difficult to rebuild them in a video game because they're going to have the cap space very soon. Yeah, they have you know, a lot of fun. So that's why it's like th- that. Toronto's mean, not a bad situation though. But the Knicks, that doesn't mean it's not going to be fun. Yeah, because you you still have to make a lot. It's not going to be easy. You still have to make a lot of changes. You just have the flexibility. I like taking a situation where there's no flexibility to try to create that flexibility. Well, which then Toronto has Miami. flexibility, but uh, uh, yeah, they do. Because but, they, but that's going to be a hard. But here's the thing: that's going to be a hard rebuild because Philly ain't going anywhere. 
Boston's going to be good in that game. The Nets are about to get Kevin Durant. And if you start without injuries, he's already going to be there. Hey, let me tell you something. What? I'm Dexter Henry. I'm a skilled GM. <laughs> Scared enough Philly, Toronto, Brooklyn. <laughs> I get it done. I yo, but that's what I'm saying. That's my mindset. Just yo, <laughs> but I look, but I'm I'm doing so. I'm gonna. I put a lot of time into 2K, like when I have downtime, which is another reason why I'm like I got to start posting some of this stuff so I can at least be you a don't little have bit, to a little bit more productive about it because there are a lot of. I posted a clip from Madden the other day. Uh, it was in the fourth quarter, 13 seconds left. I made a linebacker. His linebacker, his name is Elzar Tony. E-L-Z-A-R, Tony as in James Tony, right? He's a, okay. he's a pass rusher. It's a, it's a great name, all right? I'm going to pat myself on the back. Wow. A great name for a pass rusher. Wow. 13 seconds left. We're up three or whatever it was. Sacked the hell out of Derek Carr. Won the game because there was no time left. There was no um, there was no timeouts left. This for is Oakland. a shareable moment. So I posted this because my reaction when it happened on Twitter, I was like, "Oh!" I grunted really loud. It was funny, but like stuff like that. Really? But basically, what really? I'm yeah, that's what we want to see. But the reason You're why game winning sack. But the re- pause. <laughs> the reason why. <laughs> the reason why I bring this up is because <laughs> Jesus. The reason why I bring this up is because I'm gonna have the my career going. My GM is going to be with Miami. And then I do a My League for fun. I'll, like, I'll create myself. So I'll have Virtual Brian. Uh, I'll have uh, – then I'll create a couple other players just for yo, fun and spread them around yo, the league. You talking about all this stuff you're going to do reminds me of like, yo, I would have had time to do that when I was 25. And I absolutely <laughs> do not. Like, yo, if I could get one game in a night su- for my season, yo, but here, I will. Here's That's the, it. Like, I'm surprised that I do. But the reason is because I don't outside – of, outside of NBA – WWE and Madden, which is going to start to drop off like later this year. I'm not going to be playing much else. That's really because I don't really play GTA that much anymore. Of, I'm surprised. Well, it's, it's just, give me another one. Like, it's, I'm, I'm over GTA we six. Don't, we don't need five. That. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no six. Running in the streets of LA and you know, I'm especially sure. especially now, I, I, especially now. You, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you, and this is going to take a weird turn, and I kind of want to keep this. This has taken a weird turn but already. I, I kind of want to keep this lighthearted, and I don't want to bring it here, but I really haven't played GTA just because, like, you know, the whole mass shootings thing, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't want to, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, nah. What do we, we had, this is a great moment on the A Hard Cell podcast. Yeah, yeah, nah. I'm like, Ryan yo, is not here our, for the violence. Our gu- Amazing. Our gun laws in America are so, like, are so messed up right now. See, you saw me make the joke in the group chat this morning. I, I didn't want to use joke well, right after that. I don't, I don't but I said, I'm not saying feel it was Australia, a joke. Australia beat USA in the FIBA World Cup exhibition yep. game. So I was like, I thought if they beat us, then we could adopt their gun laws. That would have been dope. Yeah. But I wish that would have happened. But, you but know, I guess that was wishful thinking. But you know, um, but I honestly play haven't played GTA just because of like, I don't feel like like all that's going on. I'm like, I don't feel like I being can't believe too this. violent. I, I still, can't believe this. I still play UFC, but UFC, I'm not killing anybody. Just fighting, you know, it's another, different. Real quick on you, GTA, GTA. I'm murking people. The other, the, the <laughs> other, the other night, I was in a, I was in a bar in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and uh, this shout out to the Little League World Series. I was covering Little League World Series, and this guy I was sitting at the bar, and he's like, he's trying to flick through the channels. He's like, Yo, do you mind if I is UFC good for you? And I was like, nah. What? Oh, I was on. like, oh, but Yo, if it, I was in that bar, on. I would have been like, Yo, let's go. I know, you, come I, on, I, Dex. I, I, I said you really DC versus Stipe. Did you see that fight? What? No. Why would I? Because it went Stipe, Stipe knocked out DC. DC never gets knocked out. I don't know. Other who, than by John Bones. I don't even know who that is. Daniel Cormier? Oh, Daniel Cormier. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know he went by DC. I mean, those are his initials, yeah. Okay. This nigga- <laughs> I don't even know why I brought up UFC. Um, this this, but, but yeah, but this yeah, month, the end of this month. Look. I'm gonna go back. Let's go back a couple. Are you getting WWE 2K this year? No. But you're getting NBA. For I'm a grown sure. man. No. <laughs> you're getting no. NBA though. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I'm no. getting WWE though. WWE is the first year. Is the first year that you could do my career with oh, uh, with God. a woman. With a woman. I'm gonna make a female wrestler. You enjoy that. You know what her name's gonna be? No. no I, I don't want to know. I'm actually not I gonna do it because someone's know. gonna steal my idea. I don't Wait. Know. Two more months. It's gonna happen. He's way too excited about wrestling. I'm gonna tell you off UFC. mic. It's so it's a ridiculous idea. You tell me this offline. Uh, th- this year, I'm gonna text it to you. Right we're gonna now. go back. We're gonna my phone. Whatever. Because I uh, want you to just read it and just start laughing. My phone's on airplane mode, so it would. It's Take not it off airplane mode. No. Real quick. Um, <laughs> we this year has been I say interesting for hip hop. 
We don't read it out loud. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. I guess that's pretty good. I just saw his name. It's actually good. It's actually good. <laughs> and all the moves are gonna be. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty good. That's actually. I'll give you that. It's Two good. more months. All right. But this year for hip hop, um, I remember when we had um, we had a couple of people on this podcast. Everybody's like, "Oh man, it's gonna get it's gonna heat up in the summer. It's gonna get better." Oh my god, I thought it was it. I was expecting the Rihanna album, but you know, people think she's pregnant now. That's another story. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it really got ever got hot the way I thought it would this summer. Like people were talking about. Mm. I'm we've had some de- we've had some good albums. We had Bandana. Oh yes. Um, we pause. That was a little too much for me. I apologize. What was too much for you? I said the way I said. Oh yes. You can say oh yes. All right. Who just cares? Con- just continue. Okay. Just continue um, We had that. Um, we've had some a couple other things, but towards the end of this month of August, we have had uh, two good albums that came out in a week. One unexpectedly, and Little Brother. Uh, dropping an album. Did not expect that. Knew they had been working on some music. Rhapsody snuck up on me. Rhapsody dropping her album. I didn't know that was coming. I honestly didn't. Know. Oh, I and knew I, that was coming. And I've been, I saw a couple, like she did Rate the Bars recently. She did a couple other things. I seen her name pop up and I'm like, I wondered, is she dropping something? I just didn't take the time to Google it. Um, Yeah, but Little Brother. I haven't heard Rhapsody yet, but I'm a big Rhapsody fan. And... Her album a couple years ago was in our album of the year conversation. So uh, I'm going to listen to this, and I feel like I'm going to enjoy it based on what you said. I've listened to it. Because you said it's up there for you already. Three and a half listens. Jesus. It's really good. It's an excellent concept. It's called Eve. That I know. Every song is uh, by a, a woman that has inspired her, is inspired by some woman. Um, so you got Nina Simone, you got some fictional, some real characters, you got Cleo from Set It Off. Fictional. Um interesting. You have Serena, you've got Tyra Banks, you've got um Iman, supermodel, you have Michelle from Michelle Obama, um, mm. you got Sojourner for Sojourner Truth, song people have already heard with J. Cole. Um you got Afini, last song on the album. Oh, that J. Cole song is there. Yeah, that's oh, on the album. Yes. Um and so it's really good conceptually, and it's really a song, uh, to me, an album that I feel like is very strong and uplifting for black, black women. I think it's okay. very, women of all, but specifically black women. But I think it's as good of a rap album as I've heard from a female MC in a while. I felt that about Layla's Since Wisdom. Since Layla's Wisdom. Yeah, but I felt about Layla's Wisdom. I think I said that about Layla's Wisdom. But I think this album, conceptually, is just tighter. There are two songs in the middle I don't really care for. It's not because they're bad. I just don't really like the hook work on those songs. Mm. But, like, very good production, varied in production. She has a really good song that I think is fun that's kind of, like, trappy but, like, bouncy. And a song really? called Whoopi. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, is that is that catchy? Yeah, it's good, oh, man. I got it. I like it. It's, it's fun. I bet you that's the one. I'm going to get obnoxious with. <laughs> I, was, I was bumping it. I was bumping it. Um, I just, when I heard it, I was like, oh, my daughter Simone is going to like this. So I was bumping it with her yesterday. We were, like, vibing to it. So, like, she likes it. Um, Did you name Simone after Nina Simone? No. Oh. It's got some. I was wondering. It's got, we just like the name, and it's got some influence in there, but it wasn't directly. Hmm. It's got some tie in there. Because that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That, that would make sense. It's got some ties to that, but it's not the sole reason. Okay. So. Just um, wondering. Yeah. So, like, no, I think the album's really good. Um, Rhapsody, I think she's really got one. This might be my album of the year right now. It's still mm-hmm. got to sit with it more, but it mm-hmm. might be. Little Brother's album, May the Lord Watch, also really good. Now that I heard. Um, I was happy about that. Tight, nice, very quick listen. 37 minutes. minutes. Um, 15 tracks, but really like 11 songs. Cause, right, because some of them Cause are skits. skits. Skits, if you like Little Brother's The Minstrel Stroll, the yeah. skits are a throwback to that and sort of a progression of that. However, they don't tie in necessarily through yeah, songs. I could have lost did. two of the four or yeah. whatever skits But there's some was. good guest appearance on the skits. Jamel yeah. Hill, Peter Jamel Rosenberg. Hill, yep. Um, a couple others. A couple saying. others on this. Really good. I, I would have kept the first Peter Rosenberg one. Questlove. <clears throat> and the last uh, Jamel Ho one. Yeah. But, I mean, like, that's just being nitpicky. It's a really good album. No. Nah, like, really- I, I've heard it twice through. I really like it. There's a lot of a lot of it I'm keeping. If you're looking for Ninth Wonder production, it's not here. I know. Like their last Production is solid, really, But the production's really good because there's still a lot of, you know, Crisis and some of the other guys mm-hmm. that do that really good. So it's funny. Two really good albums coming out of North Carolina mm. um, that I really have enjoyed in hip-hop. Some of my favorite artists from there. So, yeah, man. It's, you know what? It, it was really good. Who what is, are you thinking? Who is the best New York album this year? Because you mentioned that, the North Carolina. I'm like, yo, are we getting uh, murked? 
we then get well, that. Well, actually, Joel Ortiz is about to drop. Next week. Yes. And I'm excited about it. I like his first single a lot. But Next week or no, this next, week next from when we're dropping. dropping. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, week yeah. from when we're dropping. Sorry. Joel uh, Ortiz. Ooh. And we got Sky Zoo if coming that, up. If, ooh, Retro Politics. We need to get Sky Zoo back up here. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're working on For those that. of you who don't know, Sky Zoo was on episode 20. You can go look at that. We were part of uh, the press run for the name of the album is escaping me, but it's really, really, really good. It's last the celebration album. of us. Yes. Yeah. Oh, album of the year. I thought you were about no, 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 no. Well, I'm trying to think. A New York artist even dropped. Well, ASAP Ferg. I gotta listen to his. His just dropped. I know you're not the biggest Ferg fan. I'm not. But he's good. Uh, Big Crit is obviously not for New York. He had a good album this year. Um, and I listen to some independent New York stuff. I mean, well, I mean, talking about New York City, but we would, obviously the Griselda dudes drop, and we've had Benny, oh, well, Benny yeah, and um, West yeah, Side yeah, dropped. Yeah. I mean, well, if all right, if you have a New York State album of the year, then it's gonna be the plugs I met. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> by, 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 I, I love oh, which, that. Which album. I gotta add is like I know it's technically an EP, but like that's probably one of my favorite projects this year. Oh yeah. It's um, in my top five. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. one of mine. And that, that so I mean, I've had enough stuff for me come out in the summer. Maybe not the heat. I have lost tapes too. We also forgot to. Oh make. well, th- there um, you go. That's it. So that's probably it. <laughs> I mean, Papoose yeah. dropped the album this year. Didn't know that. I mean, yeah. don't care. Damn, <laughs> I ain't going that far. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't care. I like Papoose. I did like Papoose. I haven't cared about a Papoose album probably in like ten years. Smith but... and Wesson dropped this year. Yo, actually, it's funny. I have they, to listen to they that. had a single with Rhapsody that was their lead single, which was really good, but I never listened to the album. You actually remind me of something I got to go back and listen to. I don't listen to that album. But the lead single with Rhapsody, really good. Anderson Pack is not from New York. That's unfortunate. He did sell out Madison Square Garden, I think. Did he, he did. sell it out? He did sell it out. Jesus Christ, man. I won't even talk about how I could have got. I would could have gone to that concert, but that's a whole other story we won't talk Are about. Are you going to Benny the Butcher concert? Uh, well, concert, know. show. What is that? In September. Oh, we got. I don't know. You probably got to try to get to that. All right. I just want to just make sure I survive on the way out. What makes you, <laughs> What makes you think you won't survive on the way out? Benny the Butcher show. Come on. I don't know. So I never been. I never been to a Griselda show. So you you ever been to a hardcore hip hop show? Like, well, okay. A performance. What? Okay, but who? What artist? This is now a good question. What artist? Depending, because I I think see where you're going. You're expecting a certain kind of crowd there. What? Oh, don't make it sound like that. I'm just like, what are you scared of making? Look, I'm just, I don't understand. What? What's explain this? To when me. you all right? When you go to see Benny the Butcher, okay. it's different from when you're going to see Kanye West. Yeah, the crowd's different. I would expect Very the different. crowd to be different. Very different. When you go see, uh, oh Tyler the Creator, New York. He had a good album this year. When you, Matt Finney's has probably been all over that. When you go solid, to see, man. when you go to and, see, and Jim Jones. Remember I told you about that one? Production was solid. Subject matter, man. yeah. Um, Royce the Five Nine, you'll see his show. It's very different than yes, a Kanye show. Yeah, I don't expect that crowd to be that much different than a Benny. No, Bush I'm just show. I'm just talking shit. <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm shit. not gonna be your bodyguard though. That's fine. It's like you know. Uh, that's fine. You're on your own. I. <laughs> No, I'll go see. I'm expecting like a Freddie Gibbs crowd. And yeah, I, I would expect the I, same kind of crowd. I would go see a Freddie Gibbs, but I would expect that same kind of crowd. I don't, he he had a show in Long Island City this year that I didn't find out about till the day of, and I was I like, I'm surprised. You know everything about. I him. didn't know that he was dro- having That's a show in Long Island City. Although when I saw the venue, I was like, I don't know about that. What was the venue? Oh, I forgot the name. I gotta look it up. Yeah, but it was outside. It was hot outside. It was. Man, it, you ain't no real fan. Get out of here. I found out the day of. Yeah, you should have made it there. That's disappointing. Yeah, but there's no... I told you, I'll, I'll go if there's a meet and greet. If there's still, no meet and greet, I don't know. I still can't believe... I don't know, man. I still can't believe you have not been to a concert. Well, there's a comedy show I want to go to in December. But I told you about that one. Yes, yeah, you should. All right, uh, that's it for this episode. We're going to wrap. We'll get to the numbers. <laughs> you got the numbers uh, for episode 93. What, what are they? Uh, well, you have the list because I don't have my laptop. So I think you're gonna have to read them this week. Really? No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Let me just <laughs> let me pull it up. Sorry, guys. I don't do this numbers thing. Oh, I forgot. I changed my phone to Spanish translation, so I'm gonna have to navigate through this a little bit. Okay, that's going to be an event. <laughs> I'm not sure we have time for that. So, how do you say Google Docs in Spanish? <laughs> I feel like I could have figured that out. <laughs> All right, 90, 93. Uh, this is the first time I'm actually doing these numbers. Uh, we have Ron Artest wore this number with the Kings. Yes. John Randall. Yes. Kevin Williams. Yes. Calais Campbell. A lot of pass rushers. Yeah. Kevin Carter. Yeah. 
Richard Seymour, mm. one of my favorites, Dwight Freeney. That's probably going to be my pick. Trevor Price. Ooh. Former Jet. Yep. <laughs> Former Pitt Panther, Gerald McCoy. Your boy. Marty Lyons. <sighs> Dwight Freeney. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Dwight Freeney, it is. Yep, Dwight Freeney, he's, he's, he's one of my he's one of my favorites of all time. Man, he was a beast. And, and you know what? A, cl- a close second for me is actually Kevin Williams because I was a big fan of his. Yeah, for a while he was the draft pick in 2003, I believe, when the Minnesota Vikings they remember when they uh they took the whole time to draft their pick, and then they ended up having to move back as a penalty yeah, because they that. didn't get the pick in, in time. Yeah, didn't that, that happen twice where they didn't get, like, Byron Leftwich and somebody else? Yeah. I, I don't remember. But Kevin Williams ended up being that pick, and it ended up still being a really ended good pick. Be, ended up working out. Yeah. So. Can't, can't be too mad about that. All right, so that's it for this episode of the Ain't Hard Tell Podcast, episode 93. We call it, are calling this the Dwight Freeney episode. Yeah. Uh, be sure to support our other ventures, Brian has a new episode will be episode five coming up of side hustle you can check that out also be sure to support our podcast that also record here at gotham uh, podcast studio the seven footers podcast on the latest episode uh Je- Je- jenna and gerard i can't say two j's in a row apparently uh they talk about where the lakers do going from here with boogie cousins being hurt again and they also took a look ahead at the nba schedule and highlight five games they are looking most forward to also be sure to check out the Necessity Podcast with Lindsay and Marguerite. They discuss the nuances of child and parent relationships. I know a lot about that now. <laughs> um, coming up, so be sure to check those out. Also be sure to support us on uh, our other things we're going on. Sports Walk, Side Hustle. Yeah. We got that. Support us on Patreon. Be sure to pick up some merch from T Public if you can. Support us in all those ways. A lot of good content coming out. Uh, through the month of September, we and will have our two-year anniversary show. Yes, and some other great guests throughout through the month. So, some fun things looking forward to. And you'll start to hear us weekly again in September. Yeah, you know we, all, we've we've taken a little bit of time, as everybody does as most August. other shows are. August so. is slow, man. It's slow. I it's, mean, Chris Haynes hasn't posted a podcast since May. <laughs> Yo, my dude, my dude's working other things, and it's podcasting. We get to do whatever we want. Yeah, and how we put. The but we'll out. we'll be we'll be we'll be back in September, like yeah. back back, and we're almost at a hundred. You just so, he's just so into the numbers. I can't believe it's ninety three. Almost at a hundred. <laughs> All right, that's it for the Hard Tell Podcast for Brian Fonseca. I'm Dexter Henry. Yeah. Until next time, peace.